Welcome back to another episode of Beards of Prey, where we try to bridge the gap. First and foremost, Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be upon you wherever you may be. So I wanted to talk about a term that's often used. I think that there's a trend of I'm a Muslim, but I think that sometimes we may feel a need to validate our faith. And so we will say, but, and then whatever. You know, it's normal to feel a bit shy, especially given the climate around Islam, the way Muslims and Islam are shown and depicted in the media and movies. But I have a problem with the term moderate Muslim because it makes it seem that terrorists who commit atrocious acts in the name of Islam are also following the same Islam that we do. So often we'll have two narratives presented to us. We'll have moderate Muslims and terrorist Muslims or moderate Islam and extreme Islam. But the truth is that there is only one Islam and that Islam by definition is moderate. So we don't need to call ourselves moderate Muslims and we don't need to be shy about being Muslim. You know, we have every right to believe how we want to believe, whether that is Islam, Christianity, atheism, whatever. And so if someone has a problem with us being Muslim, then that person needs to have a reality check, not us. So we should never feel shy about saying that we're practicing Muslims that follow Islam because, and I think when it comes to moderate Islam, usually it's a term that's used to counter terrorism because often we hear Islamic terrorism. So basically we've made a counter term and we've called that moderate Islam. But the thing is that that terrorism is not Islamic in any way. The only reason they call it Islamic terrorism is because the people perpetrating it are so-called Muslims. But whenever someone else does a terrorist act, they're never going to say, and this has been repeated often, you know, I'm, I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, but no one says French terrorist or European terrorist or Christian terrorist or whatever terrorist. It's just a terrorist. And I think it's funny because the only time we hear the word Islam associated with actions is when they're violent. So for example, there are many Muslim organizations around the world that do a lot of humanitarian work. I personally have seen and met people who work in medicine, in school education, um, in accounting, in many different fields, and they do it in the name of their faith. So often people will say, you know, these guys are doing it in the name of Islam, so we have to call it what it is. So what about all the people that are building hospitals and schools and holding tax clinics, blood donations? No one ever says uh, this action is in the name of Islam. So it makes you think, you know, why are they only associating the bad things with Islam? And like I said before, there's nothing Islamic about a person killing a bunch of kids, or killing a bunch of innocent people. There's nothing Islamic about it. So we shouldn't even mention that. And we should make it clear that that stuff is not associated with our faith. And you know, the thing is that people will say that, yeah, you know, a Muslim killed whatever, or a Muslim did whatever. But the question is that, is it any worse because a Muslim did it? Would it be any different whether it was a Christian or an atheist? Would those people who were harmed be less harmed if it was not a Muslim? So we have to ask ourselves the question, if a non-Muslim, were to kill somebody, would the crime be any worse or any better? A crime is a crime. A life lost is a life lost, regardless of who perpetrates it. 
So for example, I live in Canada. A couple of days ago on Halloween, there was a man who killed a bunch of people, not a bunch, but two people, and injured five more with a sword. And he was dressed like a medieval, like he had like a medieval costume. And he went around the city and he killed people. So a couple of days before that, there was a Muslim person who killed some people with a knife in France. So these two crimes were basically the exact same thing, except one is being treated differently because a Muslim did it. They're saying that it was a terrorist. The other, they're saying that we need to fund mental health more because that's what caused this. And I agree that anybody who's capable of doing something like that most likely suffers from some kind of mental illness, regardless of his faith. The question is that, why are we acting as if one is worse than the other? In both cases, the person committed a crime and life was lost. One is not worse than the other. They're both terrible events and we have to, we have to treat them so. So this whole debate about moderate Islam and extremist Islam is, in my opinion, it's not necessary and it takes away from the gravity of the crime and the seriousness of the situation. So, you know, someone who commits violence in the name of Islam, someone who believes that Islam forces non-Muslims to convert to Islam, someone who believes that they need to kill as many people as they can, those people are not acting upon Islam. There's nothing Islamic about what they're doing. So they are not an example of extremist Muslims. They are just extremists. And extremists, again, sounding like a broken record, are found in every group of people. So we don't need to call ourselves moderate Muslims because as I mentioned, Islam by definition is moderate. Now, why am I saying that? If you read what the Quran says, it says that we have made you a moderate nation. It says that eat and drink, but don't exceed the limits. You know, it even says that when you're reading the Quran, when you're reciting it, don't be too loud and don't be too low, recite it in a moderate voice. So when you look at these teachings, it shows you that everything about it, it teaches limitation and moderation. You know, even the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said that the best course or the best path is the moderate path. He even told people, you know, don't pray to an extent that you can't focus on your prayer. Don't fast to an extent where you're harming yourself. You know, he said these things to show us that your faith is not supposed to be something super extreme that you can't handle. Even the Quran says that don't pray if you're not aware of your senses. You have to pray in a state where you know what you're doing. If Islam was extreme, it wouldn't discourage these things. And you know, I want, I want to also say that I'm not trying to hide the fact that there are verses about war in the, in the Quran. There are. If you, and if you read about Islamic history, there were wars that happened. I'm not trying to hide that at all. I want to make that clear. But again, <laughs> broken record. Um, we have to put things into context, which I'm sure people have heard before. You know, there were wars. There are uh, verses about wars. But again, the Quran says that if your enemy desists, if your enemy leans towards peace, you must also lean towards peace. This is different. So back to the topic. I think that in my opinion, like I said before, Muslims often are depicted in a negative way. You know, look at any movie. I'd say 99% of movies that show Muslims or Arabs usually show them as terrorists or as backwards people. An example where this is not the case is The Walking Dead, where they have Muslim characters that act normal. And I think it's really cool even that in, in The Walking Dead, they actually mention one of the verses of the Quran as well, which is, my mercy 
is greater than my wrath, which is a saying of the Quran. And uh, the episode is kind of centered around that. So that, again, side topic, but uh, I think that was cool. Anyways, usually, you know, we see Muslims as terrorists, as anti-West, that kind of stuff. So, so there's been this image imprinted in our minds. So we may sometimes feel the need to validate our Muslimness. So we're going to say, oh yeah, we're just moderate Muslims. But we don't realize ourselves that that's kind of a misnomer because Islam, like I said, is moderate. It's like, you know, no one's going to tell you, yeah, I'm a moderate Christian or no one's going to say I'm a moderate Canadian or I'm a moderate American. It's just, you know, I'm going to say people, people will say we're moderate in our exercise. We're moderate in the amount of fast food we eat, that kind of stuff. And that kind of stuff is what Islam teaches, that whatever we do, we should be moderate in it. So we should never feel that we need to validate ourselves. You know, there's uh, it's funny because, like I said, I may have said it a couple of times, Muslims are always shown in a negative way or usually shown in a negative way on TV and on movies and in movies. There's a YouTube video or a couple of YouTube videos actually that I saw on the hospitality of Muslims. And people were saying that, you know, the customs of Arabs, the traditions of Arabs and of Muslims are that when guests come into their homes, they open their doors, they give them food, they give them water, they give them shelter, all this kind of stuff. And people in the videos were saying that this stuff is not widely known. We need to try to promote this image of Islam, whether we're Muslim or not, because these people that were making these videos were not Muslim. And their purpose was also to show another side of the Muslim image that is never shown on TV. And I think it's actually funny as a Muslim, I think this may be one aspect where Muslims and where Islam actually encourages to be extreme. You know, Islam says that when someone comes to your house without asking them, bring them food. And if someone has Muslim friends or Arab friends, they may have experienced going to someone's house, not even for dinner, just going to visit and being forced to eat. So this is something that uh, you can find in many Muslim cultures across the world that they'll insist on feeding you and they'll insist on giving you something to drink, whether it's tea or water or coffee, they'll insist on you taking something. So this is one aspect actually where we are extreme. Um, so heads up if you've never been to a Muslim household before, but it's traditions and actions like these that need to be more widely spread so that people understand that Muslims like them are just normal people. They're not anything foreign or dangerous. They're just normal people that are trying to live their lives, that are trying to practice their faith in peace and are wanting other people to be able to practice their faith also. This image that we've developed that has caused many misconceptions among non-Muslims, that has caused insecurities among Muslims, needs to be changed. And one way to do that, whether we are Muslim or non-Muslim, is to try to get to know one another better over coffee, over food, over anything, over sports. And then by doing this, we can build a connection and understand each other more. By doing this, we can get to know each other better and we can understand where we all come from. And we'll see that we have many more similarities than we have differences. And we'll see the real image of people. So often I think the problem is that there may be extremes on two sides but not enough moderation. When you look at what happened in France, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago as well, now the aftermath is that there's one group of secular people who are saying that we will not give up our cartoons and we 
have the right to offend, which is which is not the topic for today. Then there's another group of Muslims who are saying, let's boycott all of France. But no one is trying to bridge the gap. No one is trying to get people to come together and understand one another. I'm sure there are many people that want to offend Muslims. I don't know why, but I'm sure there are. And obviously there are many people that don't want to be offended. Hence the boycotts. But where are the people that are trying to understand one another? There's a principle that I read in a book that is understand before you want to be understood. And this goes for everybody. We expect people to understand our beliefs and our way of thinking, but we don't put enough effort to understand them. So I think instead of stubbornly sticking to our ideas and our principles and refusing to change our stance, we've seen what that's done. So rather than do that, why not come together in the name of moderation? Because I think most of us are moderate and try to peacefully and in a civilized manner resolve our issues. I'm sure that'll be better than adult leaders of a nation saying they refuse to give up a cartoon and other nations boycotting that one nation. So to sum up in the end, I think that moderate Islam was kind of coined to counter Islamic terrorism. But the thing is that there is no Islamic terrorism. There's only terrorism, whether it's done by Muslims or Christians or atheists or whoever, there's only terrorism. And we as humans, most of us, I think, are moderate in general. And when we look at us Muslims, our faith teaches us to be moderate. So by definition, we are moderate. Um, if we're practicing and if we're religious, we don't have anything to be afraid of or we don't have anything to be shy about because there's nothing wrong with that. We should be proud of our faith if we want to follow it. The issue is that Muslims usually are depicted in a negative way, except in The Walking Dead. And we need to try to counter that narrative. You know, there's a lot of amazing Muslims in the world that have done amazing things. And we should try to talk about them so people know. For example, a lot of people these days are talking about Khabib Nurmagomedov. I hope I pronounced that right. Because he recently won, uh, or he, he recently defended his UFC title. And he's still the lightweight champion of the world. 29-0. And this guy is a Muslim. And a lot of people now are saying that, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best, to fight. And they're saying that, you know, by the way, he's Muslim. And so people are actually, a few of the interviews or a few of the videos I saw, people are surprised to know that he was Muslim. So, you know, Khabib is a great guy to talk about instead of, so, you know, we have examples of athletes, Hakim Olajuwon also, if you like uh, basketball, Muhammad Ali, of course. There's many Muslim doctors and lawyers and scientists and journalists, teachers who are practicing, who are religious, and they have no issue between their faith and other aspects of their life. So these are the stories that we need to focus on. These are the voices that we need to bring forward. And when we can do this, we'll be able to change the Muslim depiction and we'll be able to bridge the gap between people because then people will realize that Muslims are much more similar to them and that Muslims come in all shapes and sizes, and that Muslims are not all terrorists, and Muslims are not all Arabs, in fact. Arabs aren't even the majority of Muslims. Maybe some of you didn't know that. So in the end, as usual, thank you very much for listening. Have an excellent day. Feel free to reach out to us at beardsofprey at gmail.com. Pray with an A. And peace be upon you. Asalaamu Alaikum.